Hey guys, welcome to Creativity Level Zero. I'm Steve. And I'm Jim. And let's get right into it. So Jim, um, there's a lot to cover today for for what I want to discuss, but um, it's going to be mostly me talking. So why don't we start off by mostly you talking. You want to discuss what we did this past weekend? Yeah, I'm glad it's mostly you talking because my voice is already sore today. I will... What have you been doing? Have you been singing in the shower all day? You know, I never sing in the shower. Really? No. The acoustics are so much better in the shower. You always sound 10 times better. Yeah. That's why I only sing in the shower and I think I'm good. So, (laughs) Wait, when you sing in the shower, do you sing with your voice or your singing voice? With with my singing voice, yeah. Oh, okay. So that's like a different voice. Why did you sound why did you sound upset about Steve's singing voice. Well, I don't know if you remember, but last year we were playing the piano and you treated us, you treated us to some singing voice. And I just. I was just trying to have fun on that. I was trying to sound like uh, like a raspy John Bon Jovi. Uh-huh. I don't think I did a good job, but I had a blast. Doing <laughs> we did some good songs. We did Bon Jovi. What do we do? We did the final countdown. That's right. Oh man, that song's so good. Yeah, yeah, I was talking a lot. Yeah, I also got complimented on my voice this week. Wow. The compliment was, "You have a nice voice. I wouldn't mind having it as a GPS." <laughs> backhanded compliment. It's like turn left, you idiot. <laughs> Let's see, this this weekend, uh, let's see, what did we do? I saw you this weekend. That's so right. For our listeners out there, we haven't seen each other in a month and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think this weekend was going to happen. I know. In my calendar, I wrote down, Jim needs attention. I did. <laughs> it's like a pet, like a pet fish. <laughs> and uh, I think... I think we – oh, yeah, so you came over. We watched the Dota 2 eSports Grand Finals. Sure, yeah. Which was epic. Right. Um, These people don't know Dota 2 is a video game. Yeah. Video game. A big video game. The $40 right. million dollar prize pool this year. Right. Um, what else did we do this weekend? We uh, – oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, I know. So we saw we saw uh we 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 went out to get pumpkins and we, we started Yeah, we went out first to get well, first we went to the farm to do the corn maze. And on the way there, we spotted the cinnamon donuts. What were they? Apple cider donuts? Apple cider donuts, yeah. And the line was atrocious. No, yeah. It was like a two-hour line to get apple cider donuts. It was so long. (laughs) They were literally kids sleeping. Oh, yeah. And then we went to the corn maze, and that was fun. We we did it without the map, but we followed the guy who was using the map. So we kind of cheated. How I like to describe it to people was that farm on that day was so crowded that we didn't even need a map for the corn maze because yeah. we would just send the hopeless people in front of us to go down the wrong way. They like, did. 
coin back. I guess that's the wrong way. Let's go to the right instead. <laughs> they did. The little kids were doing that all the time. They'd come back yelling, that's a dead end over there. Right. And, and then I'd be like, dead end down there, huh? Let me go check. <laughs> so yeah, we did the corn maze, which um, the year before, wait, we didn't do it last year because of COVID. I think the right. year before we did the mega one, which the mega took us three hours or something and it's not yeah. fun we also tried to do find all the, the the like hidden stuff inside the corn maze it forces you to go down dead ends to like find yeah. the hidden stuff yeah yeah so this time we did it in like 45 minutes or 30 minutes it was really fast yeah it was a little too fast for my liking but i think um anything longer than an hour would have been boring <laughs> and then yeah we picked out pumpkins uh we each got one i got two pumpkins i think one of the friends got two pumpkins you got one pumpkin right one white pumpkin yeah everybody got white ones except me yeah you were the only one that got an orange i got one orange one we were, doing, we were doing pumpkin painting and so white right. ones are easier to paint than orange ones that's true yeah so then we painted pumpkins do you want to talk about the the pumpkin that you you know what we'll definitely put it on instagram i'll put it after this episode i'll put our pumpkins on instagram you want to yeah. talk do you want to talk through the pumpkin painting process pumpkin painting process want to say that five times fast pumpkin painting process it's really <laughs> actually <laughs> um yeah so everyone was trying to think of these complicated things and one of our friends while we were at a farm said oh why don't you paint a cow and i said oh that's genius. I'll paint a cow. Yeah. Because the majority of my pumpkins already white. And so mine took the least amount of effort other than Jim's Avengers pumpkin. That was just an A. <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't take me long to, to, to paint the pumpkin. I just had to do, I just did two coats on the, the nose and the ears because that was a lighter color it was pink but the the spots and everything just one coat it was so quick i mostly watched the office and uh would come back paint a little bit more go back and eat and right, watch right, the right. Office. oh that's right because we got japanese sushi while we that's, did the pumpkins that's right because nothing screams autumn traditions like sushi <laughs> <laughs> We make our own traditions here. I, I, I will say that I did post the pumpkins on my Instagram in right. the Instagram story. And we had all the pumpkins there. And one person specifically called out to me that you had their favorite pumpkin. Of course. Yeah. Everyone said on my Instagram, because I also posted that mine was the best pumpkin. So our listeners can see if well, my cow. I'm just telling you that one person said it. I didn't tell you what they said about the other pumpkins. Uh, you said that only one person commented. So 100% win rate. No. <laughs> one person commented on yours. All the other comments were the other pumpkins. Actually, most comments were about the dog because the dog was in the picture too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we had pumpkin painting. I think this was the first year we didn't actually, as a group, decide who had the best pumpkin. Yeah. I would probably say, honestly, this year it was either mine or yours 
if I was being honest. I think your okay. cow did come out pretty good. Thank you, thank you. But I think the Spider-Man Venom thing came out really good too. That 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 is true. Although Jim only used one color for his entire pumpkin. It's not the challenge. It's making it look beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, he was we so much flack for my white pumpkin, and all he did was turn his white pumpkin black. <laughs> We've had we didn't except I couldn't for, even except for just the spider symbol. That was came it. out good. I was gonna paint this. Well, so I I was gonna paint the spider symbol red originally, but then I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to have the black pumpkin with the white spider symbol next to the another black pumpkin with the orange spider symbol because the second one was orange. But then right. by the time my first one was done, you guys were almost done already. So I was like, I'm not painting a second pumpkin for realsies. <laughs> we, had, we had one friend that tried to do Betamax from Big Hero 6. And all it was was like two dots and a line connecting them on their white pumpkin. They're like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it, but they felt like they needed to do more. So they instead painted into like a graveyard. That was but way yeah. better. The graveyard came out really was, good. Yeah, it was really cool with the ghosts. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did that this weekend. And then um, did we do we ate a lot this weekend, too. I just want to say I might post the snacks on our picture, too, because I felt bad, you know, I, I haven't hosted in a while. Having Steve over, this guy always complains about snacks. I never <laughs> hear the end of it. Yeah, always complaining. I was like, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm gonna get every snack. And I got everything. He did. He did. And because of it, though, he said, There's so much food here, there's no way everyone's gonna eat all that tomorrow. So let me start and eat half of all the snacks the night before. And then he calls me and says he has an upset stomach. <laughs> and it's going on to the next day. <laughs> oh, we forgot the tomato pie. We forgot the tomato pie. Oh, I oh, forgot the tomato up. pie. Oh, shucks. We forgot the tomato oh, pie. Oh, he's right. <laughs> what's, your, what's your friend's name? I, I should give him credit. Oh, we forgot the tomato pie. Oh, uh, his name. <laughs> okay. We'll use his. We'll use his online screen name, like in the nineties. Right. Felix the Catman. That's right. <laughs> he called us out. He was. He was there last week when we we said we were going to do tomato pie this week. I know. Just, yeah. I really. I com. I completely forgot. I don't know why I didn't pick it up. Oh, cause no, it was because the Dota tournament was in the morning. Right, and I was streaming with my friends before you came over, so I was already doing all that. Jim was just so full on snacks till the next day that he didn't even think about food. <laughs> it was just fine, saying, "Steve, are you good to eat at two? It's like, no, dude. No. I had I had ten black. No, and, <laughs> I had ten black and white cookies. I had so many black and white cookies, and they were a hundred calories each. I felt so sick, and I had. I had the the Cheetos early, the crunchy ones. I didn't even put them out. I I, I keep them in the cabinet for uh, one of our friends. Yeah, uh, I ate so much. I feel so sick just thinking about it. But yeah, that was a good weekend. Next next weekend we'll have to do tomato pie. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. No, we really don't. <laughs> well, next time you're over my place, so that's probably in like two or three weeks because I think you're up next. All right. 
So let's just jump into what I want to discuss today. So we can get off the topic of tomato pie. Felix said I only tuned in to hear about tomato pie. That's honestly, that's probably going to be everybody who listens to this podcast this week on Spotify. Um, they're probably going to think the same thing. They'll be like, so what happened with this Philadelphia tomato pie? Is Philly really known for tomato pies? Is it better than Jersey? And we have nothing to give but Cheetos. <laughs> And pumpkin painting, that's right. And sushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the sushi was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Even though they messed up the order. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, anyways. So, it is Halloween time. And, you know, that's spooky season, Jim. Right? Boo. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> it was a Casper. That was a Casper boo. Oh, I think that, I think he did do that. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk about creepy things in general, and you know what? We're gonna we're gonna start off with a um like a like a current modern day um, example, and then we're gonna move into like just other examples of, of creepy things. So basically these are going to be, you know, creepy murder cases or creepy, um, you know, mis- unsolved mysteries, things like that. Word of advice for people. Some, some of the content on this show may not be suitable for young audiences. There will be no cursing, but no it might be graphic. So <laughs> right. it's Halloween. It's the one time in the year that you can talk about, you know, these mass murderings and slayings with uh, That's right. Right. With, with no regard for, for human life. <laughs> I think you've been watching a little too much. You, <laughs> oh, I, I, I will also say just as an aside, a scary amount of people have telling me, have been telling me they watch the true crime series or, Something like, like that. Yeah. Like, like, but I think yeah. there's one called true crime or true murders or whatever, where it's uh-huh. like actual murders. And like the amount of women that have been telling me this about how other women have been killed by these murderers and like abducted and stuff is kind of astonishing. Like, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm first off, I'm scared to even watch that stuff, but then I don't know how, how they watch it and like to watch it. <laughs> People like to be scared, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's typically why women don't like to, you know, be alone, right. you know, like walking places and stuff like that, because right. because of like, examples like that, you know. Um, not to say it doesn't happen in either case, but yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, so as you've probably heard, especially recently. There's an ongoing, very public. Oh my god! <laughs> I was doing the psycho. Like, the psycho. Eek, eek, eek. Have you seen Psycho? I haven't. I haven't. No. Let, let, let me get into my story. We'll talk about... so, it's so hard to relate <laughs> to it, you right add now. Added to the list of Steve must-watch movies. Yes, that's ever growing. <laughs> Jeez. I know of it. I know that sound. The eek 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 with the knife yeah and i think it happened in a shower or it's a something. pretty famous movie yeah 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 i don't know if it's good or not but no, i know it's, it's not that good. 
<laughs> it's good enough to watch, but it's not like I would be like, yeah, go home tonight and watch it. Right, right, right. All right, go okay. Ahead. After doing all this research tonight, I'm I'm already looking over my shoulder. So, <laughs> all right. So recently, you must have heard about the Brian Laundry. You mean Brie? Huh? Isn't her name Brie? Who? The girl who went missing. No, her name's not Brie. Oh. It's the Gabby. Guy, oh, the guy's name is Brian? The guy's name is Brian. This is the yeah. guy. The girl's name is Gabby. Oh, Gabby. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. Okay. I have heard of it, but I think you should refresh everybody else because Oh, so actually I'm going to go through a timeline of exactly what happened. Well, give us the give us the high level of like what what are you talking about? So, um the Gabby Petito Brian Laundry is just um, this very weird case that's currently going on in the United States where this couple, they took a road trip across the country. Some sort of argument happened. They came, then only the guy came back. The girl never came back, was missing. Then the guy goes missing. Then they find Gabby's body. And then, you know, today they found Brian's body. So wow. this whole this whole case is just so interesting, but I'm going to go through a timeline of exactly like what happened where. And then I want to hear because I already figured that you didn't care enough to like, no, nope. I know the basics detail about it, but it is it is super weird. The stuff that's going on in this case. And so it would be very interesting just to hear what you think about like who how do you think what do you think happened in all this? Just be cool to to see what happens, like what, what you think happened in this case, okay? Yeah, so I want to go on record here saying that if the police use any of my knowledge here, I have a consulting fee, all right? Because I, I have been known to solve mysteries, maybe not of the murder type, but definitely mysteries, mystery of the missing sock, mystery of like you know the missing car we just did two weeks ago remember i solved that mystery of i, oh, could, right. I couldn't find my car for about 25 oh, minutes uh, i helped you find your car so no <laughs> that's right you did you did uh but so you know i've been known to solve Jim said like he's he's good at solving mysteries i somehow pictured in like the scooby gang as <laughs> i'm probably scooby <laughs> All he wants are the snacks. That's Jeepers. <laughs> okay. So basically the whole thing starts in June of 2021 where Gabby and Brian, they go on a cross-country trip. And uh, what's it called? They are, they are engaged at this point. And they just wanted to travel to the West Coast from Florida. Okay. And throughout the whole time, she maintained regular contact with her family. Okay. And then on August, so this was back in June. June. Yeah. Right. That's when they started their cross country. Nothing happens until August 12th when uh, police in Utah get called. And because there's an altercation between, you know, individuals, and it ended up being Brian Laundrie and his fiancee, Gabby Petito. Okay. But they both said that they are in love and engaged to be married and desperately wish to not see anyone charged with a crime. So it all was like happy-go-lucky at the end. The police 
said, you know, um, that they, they described uh, Gabby as confused and emotional. And <laughs> they said that it wasn't to the level of domestic assault, but more of a mental health crisis. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a Monday. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah. So basically um, the police ended up just telling Gabby and um, Brian to just separate for the night. Just be like, Okay, Gabby, you stay with the van, and Brian, you go to a hotel and just, like, chill out for a night, okay? Okay. Yeah. Um, then there's a whole bunch of weird things where people say they saw, like, her being slapped or something like that. Um, but this, these are just, you know, once this thing gets national attention, people come out of the woodwork and just say, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw this, I saw that." Right. I don't know how much is is valid and who's and what's not. Um, I'll just give surface level stuff. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't usually trust those people because, you know, they probably saw Gabby taking pictures with Bigfoot, and they didn't say anything until it became a national thing, <laughs> and now, now they're in the spotlight. Yeah. Okay, so so this fight happened August twelfth. Okay, Got it. now August seventeenth, Brian leaves Gabby and flies back to Florida, and supposedly the parents of Brian say that he he came back to obtain some quote unquote items and empty and close a storage unit to save money because they were contemplating extending their road trip. Okay. And okay. So then there's then there's a random case in August 27th where they say that they there's an another altercation at in Texas at Mary Piglet's Tex-Mex restaurant, but again, no one could validate that it's them. Okay. But the real interesting stuff happens the last week of August, and this is when it starts becoming national news, okay, is they, Petito's family lost contact with her the last week of August, okay? And they said that she FaceTimed, took multiple, sent multiple texts. On August 30th, though, she said, um, no service in Yosemite, and that was literally the last text message her her parents ever got from her was they were in Yosemite and that's it they just said she just said bad service and then never saw never heard of her again okay oh goodness there's so much random stuff here <laughs> okay so on September 1st though so August 31st was when they last heard from her September 1st Brian returns to Florida. So okay. he flew back. And he drove back with the car. In one day? I I guess. I don't know. From Yosemite? Well, who who knows what happened at this point? Whether she whereas they were actually in Yosemite okay. or not. That's true. Know. It's a long drive. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, he drove drove the car. And uh, landed back in Florida on September 1st. So, oh, the last, 
that last post, yeah, it was August 30th. Yeah, September 1st is when. Is there, are there 31 days or 30 in, in August? 31 is August. Okay, so in two days then he got to okay. Florida. That so makes that sense. Might be, yeah. Okay, so he gets to Florida September 1st, but he's alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. But nobody nobody said anything because he just he just came home and didn't say anything. So September 1st is supposedly when his parents said he came home. Right. Okay. September 6th, the whole laundry family goes to a campground from September 6th to September 8th. And uh, that's it. So they just went camping. <laughs> so this guy comes back alone and the family just goes camping. Okay. Okay. Immediately after. September 11, after not being able to, to get in touch with her family, the Petito family who lives in New York finally reports her missing to the police. They didn't call so September, the boyfriend? On September 11th, well, I guess they, they must have tried, but they weren't, weren't getting in touch with anyone. until So yeah. on September 11th, yeah. they finally put in a missing person. They're not Italian, are they? <laughs> well, they are Italian with the name Petito. Yeah. How could they have not called that family 50 times and driven sure <laughs> but driven to new york to florida i don't even know if they know where he lives i mean maybe they could have found they're it. engaged aren't they yeah they're engaged yeah you think they'd have more than one phone number to go on <laughs> <laughs> i got more information off kids from college than, than that so, so what you'll see throughout this whole thing is that brian and his entire family were pretty much not being helpful in any sort of way. They were just like the police were trying to get information from them. They they wouldn't say a peep. They wouldn't do anything wow. without their attorney. They wouldn't do anything. They literally wouldn't say anything. Wow. Okay. No one was accusing him or anything. They just like, oh, have you seen this girl? Nothing. Nothing. They wow, that's way to be suspicious. I know, right? <laughs> have you seen your missing fiance? Uh, I can't answer that without my lawyer present. You're like, <laughs> what? So five days later on September 16th, the Petito family like go and make uh they write a letter to the laundry family saying if you have like any decency left, please help us find our daughter. Like, I don't understand why you're not doing it. Like our family, we can't even sleep or eat. Our lives are right. falling apart, just wondering wondering about this thing. And the family just keep refusing to answer. Wow. Yeah. So on September 17th, after several days of both the Petito family and the police pleading with Laundry's family to cooperate, the Laundry family finally allowed the police to come into their home, where they finally revealed to the police that, oh, Brian hasn't been there since September 14th. So <laughs> so Brian pieced out. So they were running interference. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what it sounds like. But it's and interesting because... Like, oh, yeah. He just like went hiking or something is what they told him, like on, four, on the 14th. And we haven't seen him since. That's it's what, interesting because like driving back through highways and stuff, they take pictures of you. Right. So like you'd have that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about what the police were doing other than what I keep reading in the, in the reports. And I got to say, it's pretty poor policing from, from my point of view. If somebody comes back missing, 
and the other person is doing nothing to help the investigation, I kind of consider him pretty high up on the yeah. suspects. Especially if they were, especially the if they were house. engaged. Right. Yeah. It's not like, like a rando. They this should is... have reported it themselves, you know, or yeah. something. And like, oh, I couldn't find my fiance. I lost her somewhere in my Wyoming, you oh, know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it seems odd to me. There's so many odd things about this yeah. story. It seems odd to me that the police were just like, okay, well, if you find, if you want to cooperate, you know, let us know. Give us a call. Uh, but no, we're not going to monitor your house or anything. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah so they just say oh yeah we just don't know where he is yeah and then and then they say oh he was actually gone the 13th not the 14th so even later than what they um even earlier than what they expected okay yeah okay um let me see if i could find where oh no it'll say after yeah okay so on the next day, or no, two days after, so September 19th, human remains are discovered in Wyoming. And um, they find out that it is Gabby Petito. So, so her dead. body was discovered in Wyoming. Yes. Wow. Where they said that they were at. Yeah. So now you know. Yeah. Um. That seems pretty close shut case there. <laughs> well, then they start like searching for Brian. They cannot find him. Okay. Um, September 21st is when they finally admitted that it was Gabby there. Um, yeah, they just kept they just keep doing anything. So, this was back in September 21st. So nothing happens. Um, nothing happens in terms of updating for the story. Brian's gone. We find out that Gabby Petito's dead. Nothing happens until October twelfth, okay. where they finally determine that her death was from strangulation. So it was homicide. Okay. Okay. So that's it. Now there's like a big, you know, APB on Brian Laundry. Right. And then so that was October twelfth. Then again, nothing. Haven't heard anything from the story until yesterday, guys. Okay. Yesterday was a big day. So, but this is crazy. Okay. okay? Let me read to you um, what happened. So earlier in the day yesterday, the Laundry family said that they found some articles belonging to Laundry uh, in a trail that he frequented called Mayakachi Creek Environmental Park. Wait, laundry is whose whose parents? Brian. Brian so Brian's, Brian's parents his found his stuff in a park. In a park. Okay. Okay. And so then the parents, laundry's parents, and the FBI comb the area, and then they find like a skeleton. They find remains. Okay. And then today. At using dental records, they finally they confirm that the human remains are Brian Laundry, and that's where the story ends for now. But they also found a notebook there. A notebook. Yeah, 
<laughs> Juicy not, news. Nothing, I know nothing's come out yet, but it's just so interesting. I think I know what happened. The per the people who found his remains are his own parents. They're like, oh, look, we found some stuff on this random trail that we just randomly were walking on that we, you know, he usually goes to. And then they call the police, and then them and the police find their son's body. It's just it's just so odd. The and they're sure thing... it was his body, not just like they threw teeth in there. Oh, I don't know. It's they they found a whole skeleton. I don't know if they replaced the teeth with somebody else's teeth. With his well, first, how would they get their own son's teeth? They're you in know? on it. I guess he like mailed them his teeth. He's just like, okay, screw it. I'll just knock out all my teeth. Send it. So here's <laughs> what I think happened. It is also weird that like it's a skeletal remains because that means a lot of decomposition happened. Yeah. And you know that takes a while. So I find everything to be super weird around this story. I think there's one of two things that could happen. Number one is if that really is Brian and he really is dead. Once the story broke that Gabby was killed and strangled, somebody local who knew that he lived in the area killed him. Because like this was a bad guy. And they wanted to just like do justice and their own form of justice. And they didn't want to get like credit for it. Yeah. An eye for an eye kind of a thing, you know? So I think that's one of the they options. For it. They did nothing for it. What do you mean? They did nothing for it. Like he wasn't, the person wasn't personally like attacked by, could be, Brian couldn't Lowe. be, but like if you hear a story about a guy taking his fiance out to the middle of a place and strangling her and killing her, and then you walk into that guy, you'd be pretty upset with that guy. Now, yeah, you probably wouldn't I kill think him. Immediate reaction would be like, "Let me murder this guy." Yeah, but you know? but some people would be, you know, crazy people. Yeah, so that's one I option. The other option, uh -huh. I think, is is the one I was telling you before, which is where like they planted him because like. He killed her. He comes back and he's like, look, we got to figure out a way around this. The police are going to figure this out because I literally strangled her and just threw her in a ditch. And so they're going to find her. So I'm going to go off and I'm going to pretend to die and I'll find maybe I'll kill another person. I don't know. He'll do something. Get a skeleton. And then I'll put my teeth in there. Okay. And then you guys come around later and be like, oh, look what we found. And then the police will be like, oh, that's it. You found him. Great work. Case closed. And then he can just go back to living his life. Living his life in on the run, I guess, in another country, maybe. Just go to a different state. Yeah. See, see what, what I, I'm imagining is some Breaking Bad stuff. Like, they somehow, like, pissed off the wrong type of people. Oh, yeah. And that's. That might be why they had a fight to begin with. And then, you know. Wait, what were their jobs? What were their jobs? I don't know what their You're jobs You're saying were. that maybe they were part of a drug cartel or something. Could be. Could be. Something, yeah. Drug runners. Drug, drug runners, yeah. Yeah, it could be drug runners. I don't know. It's Florida. <laughs> 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 and then, like, you know, they 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 run into them in wyoming and then they kill the girlfriend and they tell him you better not say a word or we're gonna kill you and then he goes back home frightened and he doesn't want to like 
say anything to anybody. And then, uh, what's it called? But the case just blows up on its own. Just because the family is like, where's our daughter? Where's our daughter? Yeah. You come back alone. You're not talking to us. And he's panicking. And then he, that's it. He just leaves. But then they catch him too. And then they're like, you know what? This is starting to get too hot. We're going to have to take you out too. And then they kill him too. And they throw him in acid or something to decompose his body. I guess so. Yes. I could see that too. Definitely because it's in Florida. Like any of those southern states, I could see it. I would be curious to know what their jobs were and their financial situation because if they were in need of money, this becomes so much more plausible. <laughs> you know, being a drug runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, if he's the one who – I don't want to do him any justice if he's the one who actually killed yeah. his, his girlfriend. But we don't – at this point, I don't think we're ever going to find out what the true story is behind it no you know unless something in that notebook reveals oh we were secretly part of a drug cartel interestingly enough though like i feel like maybe with some of the did they get the phones the cell phones from them did they so he, he stole somebody else's like credit card info and stuff like that and he was using that money to to like fund his like runaway and stuff like that and oh wow um, no he's definitely the killer then you think so yeah yeah because he's trying to keep his identity clear you know yeah if you if you were running from a drug cartel you wouldn't need to keep your identity clear like that's running from the government well, he's probably running from everyone at that point <laughs> Man, that's a crazy story. I did hear about that back when she went missing and like everybody who was talking about it were saying it was definitely him, but oh no, they can't find him. I think it was that's when I heard about it. Yeah, it's great that the I mean, it's not it's great and not great that there's a recent finding on the story because I wanted to bring it up for around Halloween time because it's a creepy story. Like it's an oh, unsolved yeah. it's an unsolved mystery type of story like what happened here? How did it happen? You know, granted, these things happen across the country, and oh, there should gosh. be, like, you know, it's it's not. This is not just. It's weird that this case in particular is getting more national attention than others. But uh, this is almost like a case for more surveillance. You know, <laughs> I hate I hate to, I hate to be the guy to say it, but like, had their phones been listening in on them, we would have known. Probably. Probably. Maybe Google has the information. They or could. Apple. Yeah. I'm sure they gave them all uh all the like cell phone signal data, like where they were and everything. But yeah. I, they do. I'm pretty sure they don't record your calls unless they have a warrant. So and like yeah. Apple would need to have your phone just record you all the time for them to have that. So yeah. Which I think they do, but I don't think they necessarily save it, you know. Uh, yeah. it depends on the app. Like built in, no. Through Siri, they can. I don't. I have my Siri off for that exact reason. Right. It. it I think they've. What's that? Where are you trying to hide? You going to Wyoming anytime soon? Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't want Siri because cause they do that with Siri to. Uh, I forget how long it is. It's like a five second loop or something, where they just like keep recording. So when you say "Hey Siri," it like picks it up. Right. Um, right. Right. But like at the same time, you're kind of like, maybe they could just keep recording at that point, you know? That was scary. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. But 
I wanted to segue because it's Halloween season. And so I was questioning myself. I was asking. I was like, um, I wonder if there's any unsolved, like, other mysteries that are super creepy oh, yeah. in general. So and many. I want to so give a shout out to my sister, Jen. Yeah. And, and Cindy, who helped me do research on on this topic today. And uh, not only did I find some unsolved mysteries, but I found some that are just from Halloween. Ooh. Like literally happened on Halloween. That's crazy. So they're gonna be they're gonna be a little more on the creepy side. Maybe be wary when you're out trick or treating or out partying. Uh-oh. You know, keep your wits about you. <laughs> it's the witching hour. It is. <laughs> Okay, so so 10 creepy unsolved mysteries that happened on Halloween. I might not go through all 10, uh, but we'll go through a few. Okay. All right. So sometime during the early morning Halloween hours of 1981, a Manhattan couple named Ronald Sisman and Elizabeth Platzman were murdered in their apartment, which was located near Greenwich Village. The couple was severely beaten before being shot Oof. in the head execution style. Oof. And the apartment was completely ransacked. Sisman was rumored to be involved in drugs, so authorities initially believed that to be the motive for the killings. However, the case took a bizarre turn when a prison informant claimed that one of his fellow inmates had somehow predicted the crime weeks before it actually happened. That inmate turned out to be none other than the notorious Son of Sam killer, David Berkowitz. In 1977, Berkowitz was convicted of a series of shootings which took place, which took the lives of six victims and left seven others wounded. This was the person who, uh, what's it called? Um, Predicted. Yeah. Yeah. There There has always been speculation that Berkowitz was involved with a satanic cult and did not commit all the Son of Sam murders on his own. According to the informant, Berkowitz had told him that the, his cult was planning to enter a residence near Greenwich Village on Halloween. They would perform a ritual murder by shooting a couple in the head before ransacking the place to remove incriminating evidence. When questioned about this, Berkowitz claimed that Sisman possessed snuff footage of one of the Son of Sam shootings and was planning to hand it over to the authorities to avoid some drug charges. While no evidence was found to support Berkowitz's claims, he did provide an eerily accurate description of Sisman's apartment. No one knows if the murderers of Sisman and Platzman had anything to do with the Son of Sam cases, but they are still unsolved. So no one knows who killed them. But it might have been part of a satanic ritual. I think that that's actually very common for the... Um, not, not, not that exact situation, but like the, the large killing sprees that go on there's usually the person has help. You know, it's rare to have a standard serial killer who who to kills everyone on his own, and that's why they're so famous because they're, right. it's so rare. Usually like they have help or you know, someone's telling them, right? Yeah, but it's crazy to think that there could be like a satanic cult out there that like definitely is their initiation thing would just be like, okay, you have to go and like go into someone's house and murder them and that's how you get initiated into the cult you know i believe it it's crazy lock your doors guys (laughs) i keep mine locked 
the disappearance of Hyun Jong or Cindy Song. That, that's what her nickname was Cindy or whatever her common name was. Yeah. Hyun Jung Cindy Song was a 21-year-old South Korean student attending Penn State University. In 2001, she dressed up in a bunny costume and attended a Halloween party at a nightclub at State College. After leaving the club, Cindy spent the next few hours hanging out with her friends before she was dropped off at her apartment at 4 a.m. This was the last anyone ever saw of her. After Cindy was reported missing, a search was conducted of her apartment. There was no sign of any struggle, but many of her belongings, including the false eyelashes from her costume, were there in her apartment, indicating that she had gone inside after being dropped off. But what happened to her afterwards? Shortly thereafter, a witness reported seeing a woman resembling Cindy in the Chinatown district of Philadelphia. This woman was inside a vehicle with an unidentified male and crying out for help. A bizarre lead came about in 2003 when a Luzerne County man named Hugo Marcus Selensky was arrested after the remains of five people were found buried in his backyard. Even though none of these remains belonged to Cindy, an informant told police that Selensky had an accomplice named Michael Jason Kurkowski Jr. had abducted her. After Cindy was raped and murdered, the two men allegedly buried her body in another location. Kurkowski's remains were found in Selensky's backyard. So wow. Selensky murdered his own like accomplice here. And the informant claimed Kurkowski was murdered for keeping Cindy's bunny ears as a souvenir. Thus far, no evidence was found to tie Selensky to Cindy's disappearance, but in January 2014, the burned remains of a dozen more people were found buried on his property. It remains to see if any of them were identified as Cindy Song. Wow. So. This is scary. Like, these <laughs> types of people are just running around. And, like, I actually feel bad about the abduction cases because, thank God, we have cell phone tracking now for location tracking, but before that existed this stuff like people disappear from the streets they're gone right they That's get right. they're into like the sex trade or they're into like they become drug mules or you know killed or whatever happens it's terrible right 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 i mean granted it still happens these days because most of the times the abductors are smart enough to just throw away the phone right you know after abducting them so you have to have a second phone on you that is just a location tracker. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. When I was in when I was in Spain, I carried two phones. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I had one. My main phone was tethered to the backup phone. The backup phone had like the Spanish internet. Okay. But yeah, I was thinking if I ever got robbed, I can give them the Spanish phone and they would be like, okay, that's his phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> who carries two phones? Americans. <laughs> okay. The murder of Nima Louise Carter on Halloween night in 1977. The parents of 19-month-old Nima Louise Carter placed their child inside her crib at their Lawtown, Oklahoma home. The next morning, Nima's parents were shocked to discover that she was missing. Since the windows in Nima's bedroom were locked, it's theorized that her abductor had been hiding in the closet and Whoa. sneaked the child out of the house while her parents were sleeping in the living room. That's pretty intense. A month later, a group of kids were playing in an abandoned house four blocks away from the Carter home. When they opened up the house's refrigerator, they received a horrifying shock when the decomposed body of an oh. infant came 
The child is identified as Nima Louise Carter, who died of suffocation. Oh. I also noticed that, like, the abductors and stuff, they live really close to the people they abduct. I yeah. saw one. I forget where I saw it. It was on TV or something. Another one of those cases where, like, they abduct a kid really young and they just, like, make the kid their slave. And mm -hmm. then the kid, like, I guess, what is it, Stockholm Syndrome or something? Where the, where the, the kid essentially just doesn't want to run away on their own. Yeah. And... And like it was like like you said like four blocks from the home that they were taken. Yeah. And it was just like the kids living right there. Nobody knew. <laughs> well, you would never suspect your own neighbor, right? Who would do that right next door? You I know. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, to go on with the story, a similar crime had occurred in Lawton in April 1976 when a pair of three-year-old twin sisters. Mary and Tina Carpitcher were lured out of their home by a young woman and forcibly confined inside a refrigerator at another abandoned house. When the sisters were found two days later, Mary had suffocated, but Tina managed to survive. Tina identified her abductor as a local teenage babysitter named Jacqueline Rubido. However, the child's age made her testimony unreliable, and there wasn't enough corroborating evidence to file charges at that time. Jacqueline Rubido eventually became a babysitter for Nima Louise Carter, the girl who, the 19 month who died. She was an obvious suspect after Nima's murder, but once again, there was no evidence to implicate her. Years later, Rubido was finally charged with Mary Carpenter's murder and given a life sentence. She died in prison of liver cancer. Wow. So it was the babysitter that hid in the closet and, uh, what's it called? Abducted the girl. That's put insane. Her in like what goes on in some people's minds it's insane that's why like when i was telling you that maybe somebody killed the brian guy if you bumped into that babysitter and you found out she killed like all these babies you would be freaking berserk right you'd be angry yeah. at that person you wouldn't let that person run away <laughs> definitely not yeah <laughs> um let me go Oh, I thought there was a there was another one here. Yeah, maybe do one more because these are kind of gruesome. A little, a little sad. Yeah, no. <laughs> I had, I had, I had made the, you know, um, you know, I had warned everyone, but yeah. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, I'll go through this last one here. On Halloween in 1955, Mar this this one's called The Disappearance of Stephen Damon. On Halloween 1955, Marilyn Damon took her two-year-old son Stephen and seven-month-old daughter Pamela to a supermarket in East Meadow, New York. While she went shopping, Marilyn let Stephen wait outside the store with his sister, who was inside a carriage. So left her two-year-old <laughs> and her infant outside alone, outside of a store. Ten minutes later, Marilyn exited the store and was shocked to discover that both Stephen and the carriage were gone. Shortly thereafter, the carriage was discovered about a block and a half away. However, even though Pamela had been left behind inside the carriage, Stephen was nowhere to be found. He has not been seen since. Wow. And so, um, in many cases where infants are abducted, it's theorized that the perpetrator wanted a child of their own and decided to raise the missing infant under a new name. Over the years, DNA testing has been utilized in an attempt to determine if Stephen DeMond has ever was ever given a new identity. 
At one point, investigators noticed that Stephen bore resemblance to the infamous boy in the box. Do you know about the boy in the box? No. This happened in Pennsylvania too, Jim. Oh, jeez. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, an unidentified child who was found murdered inside of a cardboard box in Philadelphia in 1957. So that's two years later. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which, which, which is another crazy story. Yeah. Uh, You're making me want to lock my doors. <laughs> no, this is why I was saying I was doing the research on this, and I was like looking over my shoulder all the time. You know, I'm glad I have that uh, bar for my door too. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. However, DNA testing would eventually confirm that Stephen and the boy in the box were not the same person. In 2009, a Michigan man named John Barnes came forward, believing he might be Stephen. But DNA testing also ruled this out. It's possible that an adult Stephen Damon might be living another life somewhere under a different identity, unaware that he was once taken from his real family. However, his whereabouts continue to remain unknown. Wow. So that's cool. If you, you know, can you imagine being like you just living your normal life? You might be Stephen Damon, you know. I and mean, that... you might not. You're not born in 1955, but. Yeah, but I mean, like, to... is, it, is that any different than if somebody was uh you know adopted at it as a kid the kid wouldn't know and like it's a force adoption yeah but, but like the kid would the kid wouldn't know that's true like that's the true. parent could just say to the kid you were adopted and the kid would never question again you know that's true yeah man um okay so i wanted to go into other random uh mysteries not dealing necessarily with with halloween yeah is there like uh, a not gruesome one and these are all mysteries <laughs> do they have to be killing uh here's a creepy one okay it's a creepy one creepy one okay it's a lady that was describing um an incident that happened while she was asleep okay um it's already creepy i know so so she says this is a, this is a quote from her and there's a there's an audio recording although i couldn't it it the recording is too like messed up for me to play over here because i'd have to play it really loud in yeah. order to hear the hearing and it would just not work well for for what we need um but basically what she says is um this night i was sleeping in my bed my three-year-old was with me that night as he is scared of the dark. It was just the two of us in the whole house. The next night, I just... Oh, okay. Let me let me start off. I forgot to say the preface to this. So this lady was using a sleep app that record like records her while she's sleeping. You oh, know, yeah. so that way when she snores... Right, it records your snoring. Yeah. Records your snoring, records when you're in like REM and stuff like that, you know. Um. So, yeah. So... The next night, I decided to go through and delete my recordings and saw this particular rec record. In it, you can hear some clicks that start to get louder over the course of the recording. Eventually, you can hear me say, what are you doing? And immediately after that, there's a deep voice that says, nothing. The clicks become very loud at that point. And at the very end of the recording, you hear the same voice say, that's them, I think. I'm pretty creeped out by this. I don't remember being awake that night. 
The only plausible explanation is that I answered my own sleep talking. Yeah. But the voice doesn't even sound like me or something I could emulate. It definitely doesn't sound like a voice my preschooler could emulate either. I have no idea what the clicks could be. I keep a fan going at night for white noise, but the click sounds like they're coming from right near my phone, which is placed right by me on my bedside table. Hmm. I want to say that I've picked up the clicks a few times on recordings before, but deleted them thinking it was nothing. This is the first time I've ever heard anything, though. That's creepy. I know, right? I think it, I think it could be sleep talking, though, because one of my old roommates used to sleep talk, and you don't talk in your same voice when you sleep talk. It's weird. Um, I don't know. I've heard my sister sleep talk, and she literally just got up. <laughs> it, was, it was super creepy. Because <laughs> she had just gotten like like stood up out of bed and just started to like look around and i was like what are you doing she's like she just said where's the shirt <laughs> i was like what shirt <laughs> the shirt <laughs> and i was like what shirt he says never mind <laughs> she went to bed and i was like what do you mean what shirt and then she says never mind <laughs> and she goes back to bed and just fell asleep and then I asked her the next day, and she doesn't remember any of that at all. <laughs> I could do, I could one up you. Oh yeah. We have a mutual friend from a long time ago. Okay. You might not even have been here when I when we were hung out with this friend, but he played soccer with us. But he was on a different team than us. Okay. And he lives in my parents' neighboring development. Okay. And I would sleep over his house a bunch, and one night he woke up. And I didn't know about sleepwalking really as a kid. I knew it on TV. And he got up and didn't say anything. I don't remember what I said. I was probably trying to talk to him. So I followed him and he walked downstairs outside and then was in the yard. And then I yelled to his parents to be like, hey, what's going on? And they woke up. They grabbed him and like shook him out of whatever daze he was in and then brought him back in. And they were like, oh, yeah, we forgot that you have to double lock the door for him because like he can get out of the house when he's sleepwalking. They have to put the chain, you know, like you don't usually put the chain all the time. Yeah, I guess he can't figure out the chain, (laughs) but he could do the regular lock. And I. Yeah, I remember that was like a really big deal. My mom was actually really worried about me because um, she was worried that he was going to like hurt me when he was sleepwalking. And I was like, oh, it didn't seem like that. But like when people sleepwalk, they can do anything. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I think now that we're saying it, I think I've even seen like a Columbo episode. If you've watched Columbo, it's like a murder. Detective. Oh, yeah, 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 long time. Yeah, yeah a like... Columbo episode where, like, the killer was a sleepwalker. So even they didn't know they were the killer. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You even fool a lie detector. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could also have an alibi. That's right. Because you're like, – you... yeah, I was sleeping, and I could tell you where I was. I was right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forget how they caught him in the show. I think his, like – pants or his pajama pants had mud on them or something like that you know right right it makes you wonder though because like you know for the case of my sister or whatever you know she just randomly got up and started asking about a shirt but i wonder how many times like you actually just do that while you're asleep like you just like get up look around like you act like everything's normal but you're still sleeping and then 
It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely a problem with people. It's it, it's it's definitely an issue. Sleepwalking is not healthy. Like there's definitely something yeah. wrong. Um, and I could I I could say that because what I do at night is not not right, but it's not abnormal. Where well, I was telling you, where I just keep my eyes closed and I walk through my house, but like I'm conscious. I'm like I wake up thirsty and I'm like I'm just going to go and get water. Or I'm going to go pee or whatever. It's way different when you just like if you woke up and you had water on you and you're like, how did I drink water? You know, that's way different. That's that's the other thing. When people sleepwalk, I don't know if you if you notice with your sister, they don't blink. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, they don't blink. No. They just do like this deadpan, and they just deadpan. It. it is it's creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I know some people even they have uh, night terrors. I've never experienced that in my life. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I don't know. I I've, I've woken up once and I remember screaming. This is the one I was yeah, like, like bad nightmares I've had where I've woken up screaming. Yeah, all I remember is I screamed ah the wall because I was like literally up against the wall like my face and I think it was just like something that surprised me when I woke up you know. But I don't think it was a night terror. But I've heard people say that like they've they've woken up and they couldn't like control their body and they were just like oh. frozen. They felt yeah. like they were conscious and they just like it, like, like, like paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Paralyzed, yeah. Which is you know insane to think about. That's I've so never, scary. I've never had that happen, and I can't imagine what that would feel like. But I guess if you had it happen multiple times, you'll recognize it and be like. Oh, I'm having a night terror. <laughs> yeah, it's like some it's probably some form of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have one weird situation happen actually in this house where I woke up to go pee and then on the way back I walked into the wall straight up. And <laughs> and it was because no joke, I thought I was in my old apartment literally like my eyes were awake my eyes were open i was conscious i literally didn't like in my head like what i was looking at was my old apartment and so like i walked right into it yeah hit my head hit my toe it was terrible yeah. <laughs> and i was so confused you woke up after that oh yeah oh yeah i was so confused i was like why am i in the bathroom like why am i hurting <laughs> yeah all right guys well I hope uh, we've sufficiently creeped you out today. Oh, so I know, I I know we uh, we went through a little bit more um, like depressing or like somber somber tales today, but they were I thought they were you know um, adequately enough to maybe keep you up at night, you know, ready for the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys don't have a work day tomorrow at work, but yeah um if you guys enjoyed us you can find us um on any of the social media facebook instagram or creativity level zero on instagram or creativity underscore level underscore zero the number we also stream on twitch um every thursday at 9 p.m it's creativity level zero then again it's the number zero and uh yeah thanks for joining us guys thanks guys